Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. She went to work today for the first time. Somebody in the office had COVID. Of course. That, like... And that's only somebody who knew they had it. Right. Like, that's that's why this shit... We have been saying it for how long? Like, that's why this shit dangerous. Because we don't know. But it's just crazy. Like, especially because she definitely works in the school. And this is what we've been trying to tell people. And people are trained to go to go to work, uh, even if you're feeling bad, and all this other toxic ass fucking capitalist bullshit. Oh yeah, my managers used to say that all the time. They're not coming into work because they're sick. Well, adults work when they're sick, and I'm just like, we need to quit normalizing that shit. Right? Can we normalize sick leave? <laughs> Can we just? I mean. Granted, it's people who are gonna abuse it, but people are gonna abuse everything. That's why I hate when people be like are talking about like uh, essential workers should be mad oh, for yeah. people. Like, shut the fuck up. First of all, there are some essential workers who are still getting some type of unemployment, depending on the right. situation. So, and then can't even some speak for all essential workers. And then there's some people that are doing like deliveries, or uh, I think even like Uber or. Uh, what's his name doesn't say like you're employed so you can still get unemployment yeah people are just trying to pit people against each other because like especially like with the nfl and the people opting out today and then baseball all these people keep getting sick because they're not doing what the nba did by just having everybody in the bubble Mm -hmm. you're not gonna be able to do this shit and I'm not going to be mad against um, a million dollar paid athlete who's entitled because he don't want to die from COVID. Right. Like I saw this thing where this lady was like, if you think about it, 70% of the NFL are highly susceptible to getting COVID. They're majority black and their BMI is higher than most people's. And they have tons of other pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. So if you're mad that you're not going to get their entertainment, you might want to re-establish your values. We right. could, we just keep trying to force this shit that we said. Like earlier on when, you know, everything got shut down and, you know, we went on our first lockdown. We were all like, well, what is this going to mean for sports and blah, 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 blah. Then, you know, months went by and we finally learned like, well, sports are going to be on the back burner but now i still feel like with things being open again like people are still trying to like squeeze in sports and it's just like that's that feels like it's more dangerous because if this is supposed to be droplet transfer and then all these niggas are sweating and bleeding and spitting and and you know what i'm saying like 
why why are we still trying to make fetch happen <laughs> can, we <just laughs> can we not can we leave it alone like i think it's part of because like uh sports is so intertwined into our culture yeah and so we're like it's got to be a way to figure this shit out and it looks like the nba has figured out as best as possible yeah but you still got niggas like Lou Williams going to Magic City Strip for the wings. That's that's that like I Did, cannot say enough why these are the reasons why <laughs> it is dangerous for us to do things like that. Like even even me at work being around all these other employees, like sure there's a limited amount of us, but still there's employees that are doing different things outside of work. Right. There are people who are going to the bars. There's people who are going to the beach, coming back to work, like dating, going all around the countryside. You know? Hey, man. I take my ass to work and I go home. And people, people can't understand or grasp why I would be paranoid working in that environment. Because not only am I dealing with my coworkers who are doing different things and being around different people when they're outside of work. But I got to deal with these motherfucking customers and picking up their dirty ass plates and cups. And you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we have a timer set to when we're supposed to change our gloves and wash our hands. But honestly, we should be doing that every time we go back into the dish pit. Like right. every time we drop some dirty dishes off, we should be changing our gloves and washing our hands. But we don't. Most of the shit that they tell us to do is just to give a false sense of security. Yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah. And then people take the stupid route with it to be like, well, there's nothing you can do. That doesn't mean not do anything, nigga. Right. <laughs> that means just be out here with your balls to the wall. Right. That just means that you got to be even more conscious of protecting yourself and your peoples. Like we have our... Um our receipt pads that say, you know, sanitize for your protection on them, but everybody don't be sanitizing them receipts. People are fucking nasty. Like, like I do. Cause I give a fuck. But I know that it's people that will put somebody's receipt on the pad, take it back, take it to another table. Take it, like I don't think people really understand that you don't know who has the shit. Because we keep getting these fundamental arguments. It's like, I don't think you fucking fully understand this. And that's why I hate, like, I hate when people, people say shit like, oh, no, it's good. Like, I don't got Rona. And I'm like, how do you know? You How don't do you been know. Tested? How do you know? If you haven't right. been tested, you do not know. And even if you have been tested, you still kind of don't know. Like, no, yeah, because I'm pretty sure. So my cousin has been having symptoms and she got tested a couple of days ago and her test came back negative. But she's literally been like fever chills that come with the fever diarrhea all that and she already has bronchitis so we are convinced that that shit has to be rona big rona so i'm just like nah like when you have the symptoms and you test negative i feel like you need to test again after a couple days because that don't make no sense but yeah, this shit is dangerous. Like, no, we don't know who has it. We don't know who has had it. And you know what I'm saying? It's getting over it. Or maybe you had it back in February when we didn't know what the fuck it was. And you caught it again, but you're not showing symptoms because you're building up an immunity, but you still can be contagious. Like, 
it's a lot of variables out here with this shit. <laughs> I do kind of want to test to see if I have had it. Yeah. Because as many people as I've been in contact with, I can almost guarantee that I've had. Like, I feel like the amount of people that I've had to be in contact with at work, I've either started to build up an immunity or I had it and didn't know it back in the day. I, I think I've probably been asymptomatic. But even with that, like, immunity thing, I don't fully understand because, like, I was reading one thing and they were talking about, like, the idea of the herd menta- the herd immunity. That doesn't necessarily apply to this type of pandemic. And it's all that shit's, like, so confusing to me. That's why I don't get why people act like they have this figured out. Yeah. Like, it's like, I ain't saying I'm smart. But I'm smart. <laughs> but <laughs> and I see a lot of dumb people act like they got this shit figured out and i was i started to uh put this on facebook today but i didn't want to make everybody with the high school mad be like it's a lot of virologists uh on here that i didn't know apparently new market alabama was uh a pit of knowledge and science that <laughs> i never knew was it the cesspool that gave us those powers of being able to tell what happens in a pandemic and being able to read the room and not fall for the liberal media. I'm so tired of people blaming the media for anything. Yeah. The media only reflects ourselves. And right now, as far as Rona is concerned, we're not getting those numbers from the CDC anymore. So we don't know what the fuck is going on. That's how you know that this shit is real. Because Trump came out like last week and was like... It's gonna get worse before it gets better. Like, oh, bro, he's yeah. seeing the numbers Started for real. Canceling <laughs> events that he was supposed to show up to. They and... canceled the RNC, and you know that nigga love a crowd. Shit gotta be <laughs> motherfucking real. They're like, yo, bro, you cannot do this shit. They need to release them motherfucking. What? What? What would happen if the CD was just like, nah, fuck it, go rogue, fuck it, we'll do it live. What? What? What is gonna happen? The government will shut them down. But is that not even I, more of health risk? I don't know if legally the government can shut them down. I don't know. Like, don't how does know. that work? I feel like they ought to be able. I think to be they like, try no. to. I think they try to be as apolitical as possible. Yeah. But in a time like this, where with Trump, everything is so political. Yeah, that's, but that's. But what I'm saying is, like, doesn't the government run the CDC? Aren't they government run? I think they're government funded. I don't know if they're run by the government. Oh. But I'm just saying, like, what if the CDC was like, suck our dicks. We got to let y'all know. Especially during a pandemic. I feel like. It is a federal agency. You have to let us know what is going on with these numbers. Like, this is a pandemic we're talking about. This isn't something that we have had a vaccine for for years and you know what I'm saying we can wipe it out if we need to this is some shit that's it's still killing people yeah and it's running rampant in like my parents hometown and stuff it's going crazy and I don't know man it it shit getting it's getting worse and I didn't think it could get worse 150,000 people have died from this and people are like you know it's just like the flu Nigga, no, it's not. Or it's not real. 
<laughs> so you think people, all these people coincidentally died within these last two, three months? They're they're labeling everything uh, Rona because I know somebody that works as a as a nurse at Huntsville Hospital and they told me they're just telling everybody to list everything as Rona. It's honestly crazy to me that there are so many people who work in the healthcare system that are like not adhering to a lot of these safety like y'all got to do better, bro. Right, and it hey. I don't see no nurses out here just saying some wild shit though. It's a lot of people that wear scrubs that ain't nurses. That's all I'ma say. That be talking cash shit, talking about they know some shit. Right. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. Ooh, honey. But uh yo. Also, just keep your eyes open. Keep your third eye open. <laughs> um Russia is definitely uh making uh fake news out there of spreading the idea that this is all a hoax and all this other stuff. Remember, it is an election year. Tons of mass misinformation because that's what they do. I'm very worried about what's going to happen in this election cycle. Bruh, it's, hey, it's Biden or bust, man. Yeah, it's man, it ain't even close. Like, I don't want to hear anybody be like, they're the exact same. No, the fuck they ain't. Y'all gotta vote this year, bro. <laughs> Y'all better vote. Please vote. We need to take this shit seriously because right now, right here, if we have another Trump presidency, over. we're all gonna die. Mm-hmm. we're all gonna die because rona is gonna end up evolving into some other shit super rona <laughs> and we still ain't got nobody's vaccine rona gonna hit one of the mushrooms like on super mario even <laughs> even when the vaccine come out it's gonna be two thousand dollars to get it ain't nobody insurance gonna cover it <laughs> we got- y'all better vote <laughs> i'm believing that things can happen that i'm not like that anything can happen yeah but i'm, I'm only looking at it as uh, any good thing can happen i'm usually a pessimist and be like awful things are gonna happen <laughs> anything is possible it's just funny to think that the idea of like me raising a kid with this uh nihilist point of view being like yo bro this shit fucking sucks but look you just gotta strive for the best kid literally that's it for everybody (laughs) yeah i'm trying not to let this year discourage me but it's i mean it's just natural it's just like you just look at things and you're just like i ain't meeting nobody all these people on, online are bullshit. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, I'm trying to be optimistic. I think you'll be all right. I think I will, too. You just, just, just got to see the other the other side of the grass. I'm ready for good stuff to happen. I'm just wondering why the fuck it's taking so fucking long. Well, good stuff is happening. Uh I mean, like I said before, it just could be things that you may not be ready for that you're not aware of. This is true. 
Also, I am going to be embarking on another endeavor in a couple weeks. Not going to put it out there yet. But, yeah. I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, that'll be good. Like, I know your boy is getting official. About to be uh, bumping elbows with. Your name is going to be printed in things. That's pretty fucking (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Ah. Like I'm, uh, I'm on my way to being what I've always dreamed of being—a multi-hyphenate. Like, yeah, dope. I'm starting to see the, the uh, foundation of some of the things that I've been setting up. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure positive things can happen. I am focused on a job and a place. Like I've been talking about getting my place for years now, but. I also had to realize that it wasn't happening for a reason because of all the things have, that have transpired <laughs> with the jobs that I've had. Like, <clears throat> I really thought my counter manager job was really going to propel me into some shit, but <laughs> boy, was I wrong. <laughs> if I like, if I had tried to get a place then, Things would have been really fucked up. Been I would have stressed been the fuck out. Stressed as hell. And I was already stressed and leading into some extra stress that I did not know that was coming with my grandma passing. But that just was not, I was not ready. But I never would have known that. You know what I'm saying? So that's the other thing I'm trying to give myself grace on and be like, I never would have known certain things. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I have to understand that anything can happen like yeah they were paying me more money but my hours were cut back like i literally had like five to ten less hours than i had at the previous counter that i was working at and i'm like y'all finesse the fuck out of this how to get over no open also I applied to some some of the positions at my mom's job. I just finally broke down and said, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> if this is supposed to be for me, then it'll be for me. What God has for me, <laughs> it is for uh, me. So I got myself some suits. Okay, boss lady. Bro, I got some fly ass suits. <laughs> I thought I'm going to show you, bro. <laughs> you ain't ready. The swag is going to be unlocked. Like Ray Schremer says, um, but um, I'm speaking this shit into existence, or I'm willing this shit into existence, manifesting. Cause I just feel like, <laughs> why not? I'm about to be 32. Um, there is no reason why I should not have a salary job by now. Like my resume is on a thousand. I'm smart. I'm fly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like suit number one. That shit is dope as fuck. Right? Gray plaid. I love gray plaid suits. Navy plaid. Okay. We're gonna be out here. They go to Bria, but <laughs> two tone suit. <laughs> Pink suit with the slit on the sleeves. <laughs> Yeah, baby blue suit. You got to do the drip report, like the drip, <laughs> nigga. A and M suit. <laughs> and then I just got a black suit. 
but uh nah bro i'm i'm really i'm really about to start saving my game up like i'm really finna be out here with some good shmoney because i'm trying to i would like to pay my car off within a year I have thousands more to go, but still, like, I just, I want to have a good job to where I could go ahead and pay my note and then some so I can shorten this time I got on it. Um, I really want to get a nice place. Like, that's another thing, too. I feel like if I would have gotten a place before, I probably would have been settling. And at the age that I am now, like, I want to have not just a nice affordable place but somewhere that's also in a decent area like I don't want to just be in the middle of the hood for the sake of rent right I've done that <laughs> and I'm getting too old for that like I want a nice place in a safe area a decent area that was my main thing I was like I got amenities and all of that I gotta have a place where my truck ain't gonna get broken into yeah I would really like to have a house but I'm nervous about that. Yeah. Uh, nervous about that. But if not, like, I still want a decent living space. I thought about if I didn't plan on eventually buying this house, I would buy a house in Northside. Reinvest in our community. Mm-hmm. There's some nice houses out here. It's also, especially with all the development, like, they're building a lot too. And then they also got older houses that are huge, like space-wise. Them old engineer-ass fucking houses. Oh, yeah. That's tons of shit. I'm just ready to be this Huntsville celebrity that (laughs) I have. People keep (laughs) coming to you as. Bro. (laughs) Hey, it's crazy. (laughs) Now, I'm ready to also just, like, build my brand. Um I really want to go ahead and like set up a studio somewhere. I don't know where yet. I've been looking at those um, at the Century Office Building down there on uh, the South Side. You know those old like gold. Yeah, I was actually looking before I got this house. I was actually looking at those places to rent to have a studio in. Yeah, because I feel like um, they're like some of them. Are- yeah, I feel like. I've talked to a couple of people that have said that they are really affordable because I've talked to uh, people that already have like shops and stuff like barbers um, about like setting up a booth and what they're going to charge for booth rent. I'm like, I might as well get some shit on my own if I'm in like one nigga was talking about booth rent. I was like, nigga, how much are y'all paid? <laughs> like, what the fuck? We get a lot of, you know, we get a lot of business in here, blah, blah, blah. you probably be able to make it. And I'm just like. <laughs> no, nah, man, that's a bullshit. No. No. Nah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was definitely looking into that because I did, um, when I did the shoot, actually, with sister, um, I know that each one has different layout suit, but the layout that she had was, like, really nice. Like, you walk in there. Hers was a split suite. But on her side, like, you walk in, they actually have a little waiting area. And then it's this the actual, like, studio part that she has set up with her, um, like, her box lights and stuff. And then there's a bathroom in there, which is something that I need. Like, I need to be able to have, like, running water in a faucet in right. the makeup area so I can, you know, wash my hands and shit. But that's probably 
the cheapest that I'm going to be able to find for like my own space. There's also little places out in like Madison that you can get yeah, for about the same. Because I was really looking because I was like, I wanted to have something separate from like my apartment. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. even though this worked out better, of course. But Yeah, at first I was thinking about just trying to get a place like a two or three bedroom place and like making one of the rooms a studio. But then I was like, I don't know how many people that I could take that I don't know into my home. Like, right. Yeah. As a woman living on her own, I can't just be having a bunch of random ass people in my home. So, but yeah, I'm trying to, that's what I'm manifesting. It's just good job, good money, be able to transition into my own brand, like start building that and hopefully, hopefully be able to get out of the corporate world for good after a couple of years and like really be out here booming. You're going to use your uh, stimulus to start your business. <laughs> Man, listen, already. Real, already. Real talk. If that second still was come back, I'm straight gonna do that shit. Ooh, nigga. I, I'm a straight buy a fucking line of fucking shirts and we're gonna do this shit official, official. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that second stimmy hit, I'm definitely gonna get me one of them right here. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get me a MacBook and start uh producing my own shoots so i can set up a website that's really what i need to do and i kind of want to learn how to set up a website like an actual website with photos that i've uploaded and stuff like that i can show you what i know but yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to really be out here i want to learn how to photo edit too because i still have i still have my camera then I think it's because I've been so far removed from my whole like art student path. I feel intimidated by like restarting a lot of this shit because I'd be saying that I'm going to start painting and drawing again too, but all I'd be having is like weak ass sketches in my sketchbook every couple months. Like, I don't know. And it's not even that I'm not inspired because I see a lot of shit that inspires me to start creating again. Um, I think I'm just looking at the process all wrong. Like, I feel like I feel like I need to have a full vision of, like, what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to create, even though I know that's not how the artistic process works. Like right. some, with the artistic process, you literally have to just, like, start. Yeah. And Let it come to you. Yeah. Like, I've been nervous to uh, write. That's why, like, this endeavor is kind of intimidating to me because mm-hmm. I I used to have a lot of faith in my writing skills, but I haven't written anything in so long. Like I'm gonna need a proofreader for sure. Yeah, because it's just like the only writing I've done is on Twitter mm-hmm. and with the worst grammar and everything else in the world. So, like, yeah, I'm trying to. Fully embrace all the artistic parts of me. But We're it is intimidating. We are going to get We're gonna there. We're going to get there. I mean, this is part of it. We figure this shit out from week to week, so clearly it's in us. Right. I am actually, well, I'm not surprised. I do think it's funny how well we've gotten this down. I am trying to get another I'm trying to get a USB mic, so just in case we get shut down again, 
or some shit, we gonna be able to have a a Kimberly studio. <laughs> <laughs> that way we can uh, record fully. Yeah, because that's my biggest fear. That it's like, yo, we're going back down. It's gonna happen. We just don't know when. It's the only reason why it's gonna seem like it hap- it's happening suddenly again is because we don't know what the numbers are looking like. Like at one point these numbers are gonna spike and they're gonna be like, well, <laughs> I mean, now we can tell y'all the numbers because we having to shut this shit down. I mean, they passed one hundred fifty thousand today. Alabama is spiking. All the rural red states are spiking. So therefore, Donald Trump is nervous because those are his people. Those are his states, right? Yo, man, you ever think <laughs> maybe we are cursed? What you mean? Like the South? Maybe the South is cursed from all the sins of the fucking <laughs> South. This is like yo. It's just like yo. The plantations are still haunting. Right. I will give. The guy was like, I'll give you dope music. But everything else will suffer. And you may have to leave the South to have a dope music career. Yeah. Maybe that is what it is. That makes sense. It's got to be the only thing. We're all the de- all Southerners are the descendants of uh, sinners and slaves. Episode title. <laughs> slaves. I, um, I like that. They did the thing where they... They looked at ancestry DNA, mm-hmm. and they also looked at Twenty Three and Me for African Americans, and they found that most African Americans had blood from around the Nigeria region, hmm. which made sense because when they redid my tests on uh, ancestry DNA, I was forty percent Nigerian. So okay, rep your city, rep your set. But uh. that actually made a lot of sense once I saw it. So, yeah. And then plus, you know, they also did a thing where they looked at it. And I knew this before. But, like, on Ancestry, I mean, on African Ancestry, DNA, their thing, you can do the X chromosome test or the Y chromosome test. But if, you do, if you're a male and you do the Y chromosome test, I think they said, like, three out of four... We'll go back to Europe. Hmm. Black women and white, well, European men make up the most dynamic of most of our DNA. Hmm. Black women are overrepresented because a lot of the black men did not procreate with women. And it's fucked up when you study that shit. Yeah. So that's why we're all descendants of sinners and slaves. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Dropping knowledge. You have knowledge of yourself. <laughs> but you know, you know what's um another thing that this pandemic is affecting is like a lot of not even just like small businesses but independent creators. Like two of my favorite podcasts haven't recorded for the last week or two. Because I think they're losing like sponsorships um, from a lot of the companies that they used to make a lot of their money from. Mm-hmm. And that's scary. Yeah. And very sad. And and I'll just go ahead and say one of them is The Read. 
The Reed been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Since 2012. And so, like, if them losing sponsorships over the span of, you know, a couple weeks to a couple months can really affect their uh, operation, that says a lot. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously they have a huge following, so they were definitely getting, you know, big bucks. Yeah, but still, like, it's that sucks. Yeah, that's what. Fuck it. That's also why when people are like, "Have y'all thought about sponsors?" Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, we thought about it. <laughs> like, we could do it. They have to think about us, right? <laughs> like, we say some wild ass shit sometimes. Yeah. But, I mean, we could do it. But it's also like I don't want it to be like so we're focusing on that shit because it's not the goal. Yeah, that's um, not what it's about. If it happens, it happens, but that's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah, and, and then it, that, I don't know that just puts too much pressure on trying to be something just to get the money part. This is an art- artistic endeavor, and that's how we look at it. It's an extension of ourselves or our character. I was talking to uh, uh, Melvin. Shout out to Mel. All right, Mel. Because <laughs> he uh, caught up on some episodes and he had a couple questions about our points of view on something. <laughs> love, love that. <laughs> he was like, all right. So I didn't feel the way that y'all felt about Will and uh, Jada. Like, I don't feel like Jada took advantage of that dude. But I I guess I could understand. And then he had so he asked me about the Malcolm X thing, about because he agreed that Malcolm X probably had had uh, queer relationships. Mm. But yeah, anyway, like I was talking to him, he was like, "Yeah, I like y'all character." Like, <laughs> like he's like, "And I like the characters y'all bring on," and it just feels like I'm in that world. And I was like, okay, so people finally get it. It's not just, us we're just saying crazy shit. Not, yeah. It's just like, this is a character of us. We be saying some real shit every now and then. But also, we it's a role. It's not like, that's why when, I'm just going to talk about it. Niggas have been in my mentions lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I guess I know what it feels like to be a bad bitch finally. And it's just overwhelming. And shout out to all the other bad bitches out there. Y'all put up with a lot of bullshit. Because <laughs> these niggas are thirsty. Yeah, it's been some um, interesting activities going on. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, bro? It, and listen. <laughs> I am just... You know, really glad that it's not me. I know. It was like, bro, I was like, our real deal was like, man, Kim has to deal with this shit all the fucking time. Oh, like, man. I don't understand. Yo, we have been talking for an hour and four. In 37 minutes. And we ain't talked about shit. None of the shit. <laughs> Where you want to start? We want to start with Meg. We want to start with AOC. Uh, We said Drea, but that just kind of stems from Meg. Who else? Who else we said? I guess literally we could start with AOC. All right, cool. Okay. 
So, my political bay, <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, who is my president, mm. until <laughs> <laughs> um, she was approached by two of her uh, fellow congressmen walking into the Capitol. Some bitch ass niggas. Right. And they decided that they were going to say she was crazy and all this other stuff. Unprovoked. She was just going into her job. And like most women in America, they can't even do that shit without being <clears throat> accosted by two fucking men. And so they they run up on her, start saying all this shit. And then walking away, they say one of the congressmen says, uh, <clears throat> what the fuck did he say? He called her, he called her a fucking bitch or? I think that's what she said. Or he might say crazy bitch. Yeah, fucking bitch. So this dude who is in his 50s thought it was a good idea to call this young woman under 30 who is one of the youngest uh congresswomen ever to call her a fucking bitch at her place of work at her place of business and being the badass that alc is first posted a, a video on tiktok with doja cat playing oh she posted a tiktok yeah let me see it oh she out here for real i didn't even know Because it was such a millennial response. Wow. <laughs> so I didn't even know she was on TikTok. Yeah. And so she did the TikTok video. And then Homeboy did a weak ass fucking apology where he said that he didn't say all that stuff. And then so he did like a little four minute spiel and was like, I have daughters. I have a wife and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's ever stopped a fucking man from doing anything fucked up to a woman. If, if you got into an argument with your wife, I'm sure you let off a... F- you fucking bitch. Right. <laughs> so, ALC being the queen and bae that she is, uh, went uh, into Congress and read him for filth for 10 minutes. And was slaying in a red suit by at 10 straight minutes like the bad bitch she is and i don't mean as a disrespect i mean it as a term of endearment not a breath was <laughs> taken honey that suit bro <laughs> <laughs> i love her fucking fashion game too like when she be wearing them granny glasses and shit <laughs> like yo bro she got swag out the ass slaying in the granny glasses or when she went out went on Jesus and Miro and they went Tim shopping. It's like, man, I fucks with it. I can't wait till she turned 35 so I can vote for her ass. Because <laughs> that's going to be my fucking president. Fuck all this other shit. First millennial president. We rocking this shit. But yeah, she read that motherfucker for Phil and then brought up the idea that her father wasn't alive to see that happen and that her parents didn't raise her to be disrespected by men. I saw one woman say that that stuck with her because 
she inadvertently was raised to be not disrespected by men, but to make it that being disrespected by men was her problem. Mm. And I'm sure that's a problem for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Bro, AOC is a bad bitch. In more ways than one. You hear me? Like, that's what's so funny. Like, when these Republican dudes be trying to, like, find ways to say that she's fucking hot without being like, like she's an airhead. Yeah. She's like, nigga, just say you think she's sexy. Okay, just say she's <laughs> fine and move on. Right. And then they be like, oh, she's just doing too much and she's just a pretty face. Like, bro, just say she's beautiful and just go about your fucking business. Say she's spitting facts while also being a bad bitch. Right. And leave us alone. I I just hate when they always do the shit where they act like, no, she's an idiot. Like, no, she's not. She's not a fucking idiot. And then, like, you got bitches like Tommy Lauren who be acting like Tommy Lauren swears she was as successful as AOC. They about the same age, and they ALC is out here in Congress, just won a re-election. Tommy wasn't out here spitting anything that actually came from her own brain, for one. She was just spitting Facebook talking points from these old motherfuckers. Tommy Lauren was out here making money off of propaganda. Um, She was also... She wasn't being true to herself, for one, is is what I think. I just feel like after a while, a lot of those videos, it was just very apparent that she was being fed, you know, a script. It's just like the Caitlyn curl hair bitch. Caitlyn Caitlyn Bennett. Yeah, same shit. Right. Um, She was just being fed a script and... She wasn't, which, you know, means she wasn't thinking for herself. She wasn't actually a political figure. Like, you were just a social media newscaster. Right. Quote, unquote. If even that. like Allegedly. (laughs) Your job was, was, I don't know, anybody could have did what you were doing. Not everybody could could be AOC. No, everybody isn't a twenty seven year old that wins her first congressional <laughs> ballot. Like people really act like that shit isn't fucking amazing. And then when she dressed like AOC for Halloween, and she dyed her hair, be like, "Well, bitch, you look way better." Way better, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you are striving to be a bad bitch. I didn't even see that, but I'm just imagining her with hair it's- that isn't platinum blonde or bleached in any kind of way and she probably looks a lot better you know what that's another thing about tommy Lauren is she just looks so processed she looks like she was built to be on fox news she got the super white veneers you know what i'm saying she's got the barbie doll makeup you know what's sad petite little body bleached blonde hair you know what's sad I'm definitely sexually attracted to Tommy Lauren. Not saying that most men aren't. That's why they put her in the position that she was in. Because they knew that men <laughs> would pay attention to her ass. On the right, of course. Oh, yeah. She looks way better. <laughs> trying to look, and she still don't look as fine as AOC. She looks way better. Like, look, 
a boss ass bitch. <laughs> That's my boo. What, you want to go outside? AOC is a minority out here making her family proud. Right. Huh. Anyway. You know, I've been lately unattracted to. I don't like chest tattoos on women. I don't. Uh, like. Yeah, like. like only God can judge me shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> like collar tats on women or like the little words that look like it's a smoke signal. I don't like that shit. Mm. That's a turn off for me. Righteously so. Some thigh tattoos is a turn off for me. I don't know if it's just because a lot of not bad bitches got it. And it's just like, mm, I, don't, I don't know. I used to hate thigh tattoos, but I've seen a lot of good ones that make me reconsider. But I'm not a huge, huge fan of thigh tattoos either. Like, I feel like a floral, a floral thigh tat works well. Right, like, like just uh, like random, like like Kiki Palmer shit names, like right here or, or like, Paul Prince. Yeah. Oh, I hate a Paul Prince tattoo. <laughs> yeah, save that. I feel like a floral tattoo works well anywhere on the body, though. So yeah, you can make a nice sleeve or a nice a nice little piece out of floral tattoos. That's what I always wanted. It was a sleeve of florals. Still haven't gotten the first flower on my body, but one day. I'm gonna start working on this half music sleeve. Like I'm gonna get this. Uh, oh yeah, nigga, you gotta do that. Already got the the uh, cassette. I'm that'll that'll really put you over but, the top on your bad bitchness. Yeah. And you, oof, imagine the DMs with tattooed juice. <laughs> yeah. Now wait to get tattooed slimmer juice. That's when it's gonna get fucking wild. I finally figured out that I'm tatting uh, black Annie on me for my grandma. That'd be cool. Because at first I was just gonna get her middle name, but then my mom was telling me a story about because we were watching Greenleaf, and <laughs> um, for those of y'all who don't watch, Charity is the youngest daughter, but she is also the brown skin daughter um because grace is the light skin one and then jacob their brother is the only boy so they got a boy and two girls one of the girls is light skin one of the girls is brown skin and charity is always the one who is just like begging for acceptance and feeling like she doesn't get the same uh, energy from her parents that her siblings have gotten because you've got the only boy and then you've got the light-skinned daughter naturally those are going to be the stars of the family when you're the brown-skinned daughter because colorism is real um and Pushing so like closer to you a little bit. so um my mom she kept making comments about charity she was like what is wrong with her like why is she always you know trying to fit in and why is she trying so hard and i said she's the brown skin one out the family like her mama's light skin her sister's light skin so she has to be the brown skin woman in the family and then you know she's got a brother and she's the youngest like she's just trying to she's trying to make her mark she's trying to to be as big as everybody else and my mom was like i just don't understand that because 
you know, my mama talking about my grandma, she was the she was the only brown skinned one and she was the spoiled one. She was the one who, you know, her dad would spoil her and she was always in the house, you know, combing her hair and always, you know, painting her nails and you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh you know, she was always the one in the house who who just always got spoiled. Everybody else would be outside working and she was the one who, you know, she was the baby of the family, but she was the one who was doing what she wanted to do. And they used to call her Black Annie. She was the she was the, the brownest one. And I was like, hmm, I like that. Right. I'm going I'm to put, put that on my body. <laughs> put it on my body. So, yeah, Black Annie is going to be, I think that's cute. I think it's interesting, though. Like back in the day, during that time, for the brown skinned one to be black, Annie to be the spoiled one that is closer to you know what I'm saying the house Negro field Negro days yeah. when when typically the darker ones were the field Negroes and they were looked down upon. But I think some of that's overplayed for some effect. Like there was definitely like a I, I feel like for more or for less, a pretty dark-skinned woman has always been accepted Yeah, in the black community. I feel like that, too. I feel like it's definitely, like, white people who felt more comfortable with the lighter-skinned blacks. Right. And that's our own white supremacy looking at us in the face. That became ingrained in us thinking that, like, oh. Because, like, my, my granddad, to the day he died, talked about how fine my grandma was and she was yeah. darker than me yeah like that's, he was in love with her that's how everybody talked about my grandma my mom was my even my mom she'd be like who your grandma like she you know she was dark skin had long pretty curly hair shiny black hair you know dark black hair small waist she was you know she was a bombshell like i saw i didn't see one picture of my grandma i was like like I understand like she was she was short but she was like thick and yeah. she was like she was pretty as hell and she was dark skinned. It's like okay I see what Bob was looking at. Mm-hmm. I know like it is always funny to just hear stories of your grandparents. I do I keep a picture of my granddad and my grandma in my truck. Yeah. Like from my granddad's funeral. And it's it's like like damn these two good looking niggas gave birth to a woman that gave birth to this good looking nigga (laughs) yeah i keep um i just keep my i mean i have pictures of them but i have their obituaries in my top drawer just keep all of my all of my ones of my close people there my people's but uh, yeah, I just feel like I don't know. That's a cool ass. That's a cool ass nickname, Black, Black Annie. Annie. Like that just it sounds like an album title or like it does. It sounds like a great like soul a album, dope ass R and B like song. Anthony Hamilton. Ass. Yes, <laughs> I was just gonna say that. Just gonna say that. Like collard greens and neck bones <laughs> ass shit, <laughs> or even some D'Angelo shit. Bro, I or love Eric Badu or something. Like I that. love the Angelos music. I'm such a stan. I wish that nigga would get back in the studio. Is he retired officially, or he just been 
He just did what he needed to do and now he's chilling. He's like always on that mysterious status. He's like that prince level. Yeah, because I know for a while, like all those photos surfaced of like the weight that he gained and then he disappeared. Yeah. And then a lot of that was based on he became a sex symbol and it was more so based around he was always invested in the music mm-hmm. and he didn't like the idea of the sex symbol status like at first he had, way more pressure right and then plus he was with angie stone at the middle of like when untitled came out mm. and that video is cemented in history yes, forever <laughs> like yes the, it is. he made the v cut the shit Ooh. it's like niggas don't have that shit my god <laughs> talk about a fine ass nigga Hello. So, so he had the pressure of all of that. And then plus people tried to make him want to ditch Angie Stone because she was an overweight, dark skin. the aesthetic. Like they said Madonna was at his neck trying to. Get, Madonna is a succubus. She be trying to get all of these young black dudes. Ugh. I just every time I think of Madonna, I think about that nasty ass kiss she put on Drake. And I'm just trying to suck. Suck the nigga's soul. <laughs> I just really want to apologize to Drake on her behalf. Drake, I'm sorry that this bitch. For that disgusting exchange of saliva. He didn't even look like he enjoyed that shit. I mean, he kind of got. Yeah, I kind of got smashed Madonna if you got the chance. Mm-mm. I don't know about that. That's the toxic in me. He'd be like, yeah, I got to smash that. I'm pretty sure Drake has smashed plenty of legend at this point in the game. Yeah, he be going after old women. He said he wanted to get a tattoo of Celine Dion. I was like, oh, I know how this nigga work. But yeah, D'Angelo. <laughs> D'Angelo uh, goes in and out. That's how he is. He's like that old school, mysterious musician that teeters on religious and might be a devil worshiper. <laughs> and um, Untitled, the album. I mean, Voodoo is amazing. I love that album. But uh, I do love Voodoo. It's it's just so that era of Neo Soul was amazing. Like with Maxwell, Erica Badu, Mu- Music Soul Child, I still Angie wish. Stone, India Ari, Heather Headley. Ooh, I. Uh, Kelly Price, they that whole they need to come back out. Because All them niggas, come back, come back. <laughs> Maybe you need to make a suburban pod neo soul. Yes, players. that's what we gotta do. Yes, for yes. definitely. Yes, <laughs> definitely. I'm gonna start working that shit tonight. How have we not? <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, I guess we gotta talk about the stallion. We do. Did you watch all of her live or any of it? Yeah, I watched all of it. Um, one, I've never wanted to hug somebody more than I wanted to hug her. Yeah, like not even like I know this nigga saying creepy ass shit, but I mean like real deal. Just be like, sis, are you good? Yeah, because. That shit was painful. And it makes you realize that she's 
she's she's a baby still out here she is she's only what 25 24 i think she might be 24 like she is still a fresh ass fucking baby out here having to deal with all this shit now imagine your 24 year old ass going through that just imagine i i can't i um i lost my best friend at 26 and i almost lost my fucking mind i couldn't imagine being shot and everybody knowing about it she's 25 and um, then people making jokes about it and you're still trying to not defend them but you don't want you don't want them to be attacked because you don't for one i just feel like at that point that would just create an even bigger more explosive situation and the situation has pretty much already been exploded and and blown up all over the media she was probably just trying to like fan the flames like i don't want to you know like i don't even want to start no shit with nobody i just want to move on and which i imagine is what happens with a lot of celebrities when they go through things like this it's like damn like okay this happened like pl- can we please just like right i don't even want to talk about it just fuck just, it yeah so i imagine like not only is she trying to whether or not she is or not protect tori but she's just trying to escape from the entire thing like she's just trying to get past it even though we're still in the moment because we've been waiting on these answers and these details. Um, I feel bad for her because she, she to me seems like such a genuine person. And I feel like she wears her heart on her sleeve. And I just, I just feel like she wouldn't, she would not, um, provoke provoke any situation in in this way like for for this type of thing to happen to her like i feel like she would be way more protective of herself and other people around her yeah she doesn't seem like somebody to pop off as we would say right not for not without reason she i've always looked at it as there's a difference between Meg the Stallion and Megan Pete. Yeah. And it's almost like that's her superhero. It's almost like the Beyonce Sasha Fierce thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't. That's also why it hasn't. Some people have made the point that she doesn't talk personal about her music. Like in her music, mm-hmm. it's all bravado shit. But I think that's because it's like that thing we talked about. I think I cut it out when I was explaining what Bomani Jones said is he can tell you what he thinks all the time, but it's hard to tell you what he feels. Mm. And I feel that way, too. Mm-hmm. So I assume that's kind of how it's hard to tell to rap about your feelings mm. with her because she has a lot of pain. She's lost a lot of people and she's out here trying to navigate this space alone with a lot of people that are not good for you Mm. which i've experienced on my broke ass level i can't imagine with the level 
of money and wealth and success and all the other things that she has. I'm also very curious about where Kylie came into play too, because we haven't heard anything from them at all. But we know that Kylie was there because they, they were, were on, they were on live. They were on, yeah, IG together. Sounds about white. And she, Kylie, hasn't said a damn thing. And maybe Kylie wasn't there at that point. Who knows? Um, it's just it. We still don't know fully exactly what happened, but she, we do know that she got shot by Tori in both her feet. Oh wow! I thought it was just one. She said in an IG of both. Okay, see, I didn't watch the full thing. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Are like are her feet okay though? Like is she? She said it didn't hit any t- uh, muscle or bone. Thank God that it went through both. Oof. But yeah, she easily could. She could have had her Been feet amputated. Yeah, that's crazy. But that's crazy. what we can kind of assume is that it was some kind of domestic violence situation. Yeah, in which. Nobody deserves to go there. Man, that's Tori. Man, y'all got to get that nigga about the paint. Hadn't he done some problematic shit before now? Uh, or is this like his first major like craziness? I think like, cause you know, earlier this year during the quarantine when he was doing the demon time stuff, it was more so just like, cause remember he got Shekinah. Like when she was talking about the looting and stuff and he's yeah. like y'all on here like he looks kind of like a hero to some people mm-hmm. now like and then like his his lives became popular right demon time yeah yo this nigga is a piece of fucking shit yeah and he's giving short niggas a fucking even worse <laughs> I don't, I don't even care what the situation was. There is no reason. You can't shoot no woman, bro. No. She couldn't have been that much of a threat for you to resort to your fucking gun. Like, what What influence? What is Is it crack? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite shady line. That is. <laughs> um, like, what, what were you under to feel like you had to shoot her? I'm going to assume twice. I'm going to assume it's the most uh, massively produced drug. And that is toxic masculinity. Just good old misogyny. I hope it's not one of the situations where she was like, yo, let me get the fuck out of this car. And he was just, he just couldn't handle it. He didn't know what else to do. That was his way of handling it. That's crazy. Yo, South, we got a ride for Meg. Oh, fuck all this other shit and not and not in no not on no fake performative bullshit it's like no nah. because a lot of i've seen a lot of tweets come out saying now that like even 50 apologized to her if you get wow, that demon that. yeah he was like i'm sorry i thought it was all made up like i wouldn't have joked about it and if that's, you get that's that- y'all's problem is y'all be just so quick to hop on a fucking trend trying to make your corny ass fucking jokes this shit is not a trend meg being shot by somebody that's not that's not a trend that you hop on that's something that you need to investigate that's some shit that you need to get to the bottom of before you just start 
trying to be fun. Like, how is this ever funny? How can this be funny? No, like, I, I don't care what angle you give this to us. It's not fucking funny. Somebody was physically injured in a major way in two of your most important functioning limbs. Right. And you're a performer. How is that funny? How can you make a joke out of that? And the person that she was victimized by was a black man also. That's not funny. It's not, but but this, niggas, is, this is how much people don't care about black women. Like it's just, it just speaks to how much black women are shit on. And she tweeted that a couple of days after the incident saying that, black women are not protected and People, now that we finding out you know what's going on it's true like sure and we were talking to nick about this like yeah she is even still kind of protecting this nigga in a way but she shouldn't have to or she should she shouldn't even be shit on for trying to still make sure that he doesn't have to go down in flames. And the other thing, like, cause that's just, that's just who she is. Like, like I said, she's just a genuine person. She doesn't want anything bad to happen to anybody. She just wants to move on and go, go back to how way. she, yeah. Like my whole thing also is just like looking at it as a dude, it should, I, I don't like the idea of when people be like, you know what? I didn't understand until I had a daughter. Like nah, yeah, I hate that shit, bro. You got sisters, you got aunties. So you, you didn't got, care. You didn't care about women mamas. until you made one, right? Knowing that that was going to be a possibility all your life, right? <laughs> and now you're like, no, you know, fifty percent chance of I'll making figure, a woman. I figured this shit out. You know, I had to accept my daughter. And it's like shut the fuck up, nigga. But like, yeah, we got, we got friends. We got moms we got sisters we got aunties we got homegirls all this shit and it takes you a daughter to fucking realize the struggle that women are going through yeah or it takes somebody you find sexually attractive being harmed by somebody yeah like Like, step the fuck up and let's go beat this nigga's ass like (laughs) like fuck the fuck the frail shit like uh jada kiss said like we just gotta handle this shit and yo i know it's a lot of bullshit and people be trying to misuse shit but no man we gotta protect our fucking women since we all came from a woman got our name from a woman and our game from a woman (laughs) (laughs) wonder why we take from a woman while we rape our women do we hate our women come on yeah no that the whole situation just really is heartbreaking and not only because she is seemingly riding for herself you know what i'm saying because he still he still hasn't said shit and no one else has said shit like not only is she the victim but she has had to be the one the burden bearer to come out and carry everybody's crosses yeah and that's not fair also i hope this doesn't sound bad but 
when I was watching it, like I felt different emotions. Like I felt empathy for her. Then I felt and then like towards the end, like her personality came back in and it was like she is fucking she gone. gorgeous. She gone, yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. yo, bro, fuck this fucking shit. She's like, Brazilian. She that nigga. Like, fuck all this other shit. That's, so it's like, it's bittersweet being able to look at her and be like, all right, you know, she's strong. She resilient because I feel like that's what happens to a lot of black women who are victims of X, Y, Z we just kind of look at them like she's strong she'll be able to move on she'll get through it she'll right. she'll prevail and we still are not really given that softness um and and this is just another example of that but um she's even though like we we know that she's gonna pull through her just being able to show that vulnerability though like her being able to to cry on camera while being a full bad bitch because sis had her hair laid the ice was fucking out here right titties was on point she played dope ass fucking music in the background makeup on point you know what i'm saying like she's She's letting us know that she is still returning back to her normal life, but at the same time, it's going to take her a while to emotionally conquer this because, like she said, as somebody who has not had both of her parents, I'm not crying, I just have a big burp coming. <laughs> um. <laughs> Now you could be vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. no. Like somebody, you know, for somebody to not have either or to have lost both of their parents. And that means that you're going to take a lot more pride and value in your friendships and the people that you decide to bring in. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you realize that, cause I know she's probably had to think about this. Like this is a decision that I made. I made this decision to let these people in and look what these people did. Like, I wonder if she blames herself. And I just feel like there's still a lot of battling that she's going to have to deal with in like the process of healing from this. So it's like, we can look at her and see that like, yes, she's resilient. And, you know, of course, yeah, now all she's going to want to do is go hard in the pain on her music because at this point it's like, fuck everybody on the outside I can't trust these niggas. I'm just going to do what I need to do to, you know, make this money and, and do what's true to me. But at the same time, like I, for me, I just still see like, uh, uh, exposed like membrane, like just very delicate surface. Like now we see, you see the black girl in her. Yeah. And it's for you it's gonna be more impactful because you're a black girl. Right. So you're gonna see pieces of you. I have yeah, I can I can relate to just trying to to let people in and hope that they're good for you and like 
or or just trying to be reassured that the people that you did let in were good but then like going through traumatic shit and trying to not beat yourself up for some shit that happened to you that you didn't ask for right but i don't know i just can i can kind of feel that like the strength that she's showing us is still to me kind of like a little bit of a cover up it's part of the trauma mm-hmm. yeah it's like she's almost trying to like psych herself out especially with the yeah. posts and i reposted like i said my instagram story is like a blog like i reposted her post that she posted today where you know she posted herself just no makeup laying in the bed and then she had like her post-it notes that she had on the wall of her three main focus and it was like prayer make music and i forgot what the third one was I think it was like focus prayer and like make music or something like that. And those are all to me, it's like very robotic. Like this traumatic thing happened to me. This has to be the next thing that I do. Yeah. But it might not necessarily mean that I have done what I need to do to fully heal or, you know what I'm saying? You still have to process it. It's still so fresh. Like you're still going through it, even though you're showing these motions of you taking the steps to move out of the hurt and the pain is still processing. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are going to miss that. Like a lot of people are going to just think like, oh, she moved past this really quick. Or, you know, she good. Like, she don't care about this shit. Like, we like, over it. We she done. a bad bitch. She gonna we get off this shit that. together. Yeah, like, like oh, we, we off that. We ain't talking about that no more. She finna, you know, put out some new music and we gonna forget all about this other shit. And it's just like, nah. I hope she has time to process it. But at the same time, I am 100% in her corner. Going for Not that I wasn't before because I love... I love her rapping. Same. But now... It's like I'm cheering for her. And not that I wasn't cheering, like I said, but it's just, yo, you in the hive and in the Navy. Yeah. You- <laughs> <laughs> yo, you got Rihanna and v- I'll say me like, nah, you this is suited the- and booted right? at this point. Like, <laughs> you certified, you bona fide. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to get canceled at this point you gotta really do some shit speaking of canceled and speaking of the navy because she definitely right she regulated her navy lost that endorsement um we got drea out here going on I can't remember the name of the podcast, but it was an all-guy podcast. Mm-hmm. And she did what seems like is a thing to where when sometimes when goofy-ass chicks get around some dudes, they want to be super goofy and say stupid shit about other women as a way of, I guess, trying to score cool points is what we would say back in the in the aughts. Getting cool points on people. Being like, oh, I'm not like these other women. Like, no, you're way worse. (laughs) Way, way, way worse. 
if you go out of ways to tear down other women, any real nigga ain't gonna respect that shit. But Drea, being the dumb bitch that she is, and I don't just like to call women bitches, but this dumb bitch <laughs> got out there and was saying that she wanted somebody to uh to what she said, what that nutty bitch say? She wants somebody to care she about her. She enough. wants somebody to to be so in love with her to the point that. They want to shoot her. They want to do everything to keep her from leaving them or some shit. Oh, I, I got it in my retweeted this shit because I said, oh, so the character she played in that BET movie was herself. Got it. I predict. I'll take it. <laughs> I predict that they had some sort of Bobby and Whitney love that, you know, drunk. All right, first off, how you how you predict about some shit that happened in the past? First of all, <laughs> how you make a reference to Bobby and Whitney like that shit was healthy <laughs> to begin with? Like, didn't nobody, ain't nobody ever held Bobby and Whitney to no like, healthy you know relationship. I hope standards. we have a Bobby and Whitney. Set. Like, what? No, that's synonymous with toxic. Anyway, this let's go back to this nutty bitch. Snapped esque. Pause it again. Another relationship example that ain't healthy. (laughs) Ain't no healthy relationship ever made it to snap. The Obamas ain't gonna have a snapped. So at (laughs) this point, she has made two highly toxic (laughs) relationship references. (laughs) Bitch, what? Okay. Anyway, continue. But as long as what the that is very dread like drop Where? a grenade. What the you want you what? I want you like me so much that if I'm trying to get out the car and you're like, no, sit your fucking ass she in the beats. car. And she I'm like, beats. no, nigga, I'm fucking getting out the car. No, you're not. He shot you in the foot. Wow. Yeah, you gonna fuck yeah, that nigga. I'm not going in nowhere. This moment, are you gonna Drea just went viral? Yeah. <laughs> she romanticized being physically harmed in a detrimental way like not not a grab you know not an arm grab which is a lot for me Listen here, I'm I am a fiery motherfucker. You touch me wrong and I see blood. So a grab for me is a lot, but a shot to my person. <laughs> but she is romanticizing domestic violence on the the highest level almost cuz shots can kill you right guys you know you better watch out and i listen (laughs) i know she not sitting here really wishing to be shot by a nigga but the fact she felt comfortable saying that shit though the fact that she thought that it would be cute to say this shit and this this 
This is another example of that pick me shit. Yeah. And and you can like it's all in like I read so much into this whole entire clip. It's all in her body language, the way that she's sitting on the couch, laid back, arms sprawled out, legs crossed. It's like you know I'm that bitch in here with these two niggas, and I'm just I'm finna be in here chopping it up with these. I'm finna be one of the niggas. I'm finna right. be you know the one. I'm finna be the woman in the room that's agreeing with the niggas. Look like a goofy bitch, but the niggas didn't agree with your ass. No, because how are we gonna agree with some stupid ass bird shit like that? Like that's that's that is like insulting shit that women like some women will think that men are just that fucked up that all men are just gonna think some goofy ass fucking shit like that. No, if one of our homeboys said some shit like that, we'd be like, you dumb motherfucker. Especially at her age, especially at Wait, their age. Yo, grow thirty ass fucking age. Can you imagine if you chill as a dick? Like if you chill with me, like you know what? Hey, dog. Sometimes I think you just gotta shoot a bitch in the fucking foot. If you gotta use a gun, <laughs> you gotta use a gun on a woman, you look like a motherfucking bitch, especially yeah. f- over some shit of of her simply just wanting to leave. Now it's different if she pulling some shit on you. That's our southern ways in the, in us though. But like, you gonna use a gun on a woman who just trying to leave you at that is a red shit. flag. That is domestic violence shit. That is controlling shit that is dangerous shit that's not you fear for your life type shit that is you trying to control a bitch type shit because it ain't no other way that you can keep her around you other than to for you to control her and even though i can't imagine this scenario to where there's a young woman out here being like i wonder what drea thinks about this situation <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna go with this and be like you may be a role model to some stupid ass fucking girl and i you got like i'm not even attracted to her even before all this shit she's been saying so much stupid ass fucking Drake, shit to me just comes off as like having a, a a 19 year old mentality when it comes to relationships like yeah. i feel like she is that just super annoying super clingy needy bitch in a relationship yeah and and as far as we know she hasn't made the best decisions when it comes to taking care of her adult responsibilities like the shit with her child right didn't she uh leave him alone yeah crying along on the bedroom floor because he's hungry (laughs) and the only way to She got. She was arrested for child neglect. abandonment or neglect or endangerment or something along those lines. Some probably terrible. all tied together in one, right? But and then she ended up dating that one nigga, Chris Brown. Not him, but she did date Chris Brown. It was another dude. She dated that football player, yeah. Also, but their relationship was trash right um so she really just hasn't been uh portrayed as a woman who makes sound decisions for herself and here she is saying this dumb ass shit that gets women killed like it's okay it's not okay to say some goofy ass shit thrive because she's she's an ig baddie 
I'm not attracted to her. I hate, I hate that. She got that big, beautiful forehead filled with rocks. (laughs) I hate that, that physically being an Instagram prototype keeps you on the map even after you've said and done crazy shit like i really hate that that overrides everything but she's still people are still going to spend their money with her because she does have a brand like um, it was still niggas being like i wish i could just teach her a fundamental uh yeah i saw that i it? wish i could teach her critical thinking and i'm like, like man y'all trying to save this bitch wasting don't save her time. she don't want to be saved don't save her one what makes you think that you could teach her right Two, what makes you think that you know critical thinking enough to be able to teach somebody else? because if you take on that idiot as a student for three why are you interested in (laughs) teaching somebody who who is willfully wanting to participate in the fuck shit and 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 for four This ain't even about critical thinking. This is about common motherfucking sense. Basic sense. <laughs> like, not advanced theory. Just basic, like, I want a relationship that's as toxic as this shit. We're not thinking critically here at all. We are thinking, this is about survival. This bitch don't even care about surviving. That bitch a dodo. <laughs> or she wants to portray... That she doesn't care about surviving for the sake of love which because is, she thinks it's cute. Which is even less attractive. I mean, fuck that shit. Look, I might get red for this because, yo, you know what? Fuck it. She ain't even, she ain't even that cute. Like, she cute. She pretty. But it's like, she ain't cute enough to be like, I want some toxic bullshit like a nigga to shoot me in my fucking foot. Pretty. Like, Beyonce might not be... I want some toxic nigga shoot me in my foot. <laughs> she like there, there are badder bitches with, with way more intelligence sense. than her. And I just, or, or even with way more. Just common fucking clout. Sense. You know what I'm saying? Cause Erica Badu be on some whack ass shit sometimes. But. but it's Erica Badu. Erica Badu has been here for the culture also for a long ass time. And then plus, have you seen that ass, bro? <laughs> that is real. Right now, we questioning right. whether or not Drea's shit is real. And then I kept thinking when she said that shit, I was like, she probably just hating because when that picture was up with Meg, and then people were like, when a, a Chrysler 300 pull up to a, a actual <laughs> Bentley. <laughs> Like that bitch hating. Bro, Meg without makeup is fucking gorgeous. I am really enjoying, as a woman who is a makeup enthusiast, I am really enjoying these celebrity photos. Just like no makeup at all. Like, it's a stunt, really. Beyonce without makeup is my favorite. Like, we, I, a lot of people talk shit about like, women putting on bold lip colors and no other makeup but beyonce with red lipstick and nothing else is my favorite look on her like i don't know it's just something about being able to see a woman's entire face to me that is just like on another level of sexy like that's intimate shit in in this era 
where women are are supposed to be completely perfect and everybody's supposed to be you know made up just to go to the grocery store and these bitches are putting on you know full-on wigs and and contouring and highlighting their faces just to go to the gas station like the flaws in all movement i fucks with Okay, I see you getting in your Beyonce bag. I see you. In my high bag. I see you. (laughs) It flows effortless through through me. (laughs) But yeah, like, I don't like the niggas that be like, yo... I like shorty without makeup at all. I I ain't one of them niggas. I'm just saying, like, there is a beauty in imperfection. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. And especially, like, if you just, I think if you're just attracted to people in general, there's a beauty in that. It's not just, like, only, I'm only attracted to women, so I can only assume that people would feel the same way about, like, with men or other things. Like, I have seen where women have have said that scarring is attractive to someone. I just feel like, honestly, to truly love someone is to love their imperfections. Yeah. And like, then I just love women. Like that's really what it comes down to. I don't. It's not like yo, know, uh, like some Doctor C shit. Would you like her with a big ass? Would you like her with no cash? <laughs> One cheek, two cheek, cheek. <laughs> right cheek, left cheek. <laughs> Would you cut you in a house? Would you cut you in a mouse? Yeah, nah. It's just like, bro. I just like the essence of women it's just everything about them it's not just a fat ass or big titties or big lips big eyes none of that shit it's just i just like fucking women the thing about drea though is she i think she has to pull these stunts because she does not have sustainable attributes in this industry she can't act she can't sing she can't dance she's not an entertainer she was just attractive. She has no qualifying personality traits if we're talking about actually, you know, um, what you would endearing someone on a deeper level. And that's why I'm glad that our goddess Rihanna, who came from. Rihanna just be showing up every now and then be like, hold up, bitch. Rihanna said, nah, I've been a victim of some some serious domestic violence. I'm not finna be for no bitch that's out here promoting this shit. And as a member of the Navy also, I you know, I I kind of like... I I really want to see Rihanna's reaction in the... Like, live reaction when somebody sent this video. Like, sis, you seen this video, Adrea? She has the best reaction videos already. Like, I really want to know like what the, the fuck she said when she saw that shit. Like, the one where she has the bandana on and she looks and then she's like... It's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one. That or the... Uh, what's the other one? Where she's she like... Rolling this up the, mo- the window? Yeah. <laughs> or where she's like, this is the most ghetto shit I've ever seen. <laughs> I love Rihanna gifts, but, um, and I'm also, I'm in the Navy, but I'm like, take your time, sis, make this money 
make all the money. First of all, I just feel like when you have reached the status that Rihanna has reached, you you do whatever the fuck you want to do. Right. Put out the music when you want to, girl. Clearly, we going to support whatever you give us because everything that you've given us has been successful thus far. Anti still rides. Still rides. You got all of the you got lingerie affordably that the bitches are out here eating girls (laughs) you also have high-end collabs that the bitches are out here eating i'm talking like four hundred dollar sunglasses it's rihanna out here eating up bitch it's your world it's your world (laughs) do what the fuck you want but yet you getting drea out the paint we appreciate it sis here for it Man, that, here for it. I want that fancy skincare. I don't know shit about. <laughs> I just was like, yo, that shit. The photos, the photos, hey, that packaging, my nigga. We be like, hey, Rihanna might be able to take me to a new level. It's on another level. Like my nigga JP was like, I'm getting a haircut and I'm gonna get this uh, fancy skin. He said, I might have to ask my wife for an open relationship <laughs> just to steal y'all nigga shit, just so I can have a bad bitch moment. <laughs> No, but thank, thank. <laughs> I'm very thankful for women like Rihanna and Beyonce who are very aware of the bullshit and know how to handle it and don't just kind of like downplay it and scoot it under the rug. And well, for now, let's just, you know, hide you for a second. You're going to be on probation until, you know, further. Like, no, nah, they were like, Oh. Rihanna said, "You know what? No, ma'am." Rihanna is a LeBron fan, so that's our other kindred shit. She did that LeBron block on that shit. Like, hold up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the Kimbe Matumbo type shit. No, no, no. <laughs> I always think it's funny that like the LeBron and uh, Rihanna and Beyonce rumors are hilarious because it's just all based in. It's all projection, but the yeah, I love the storyline of that projection of our poor ass <laughs> moral fucking <laughs> fantasies, right? Fan fiction, if you will. But Rihanna be out here looking thirsty as fuck, like LeBron. She be just be yelling, <laughs> like you are Rihanna. Like you can't just be yelling out this. His this nigga's wife is across the fucking. <laughs> court <laughs> she don't give a damn and beyonce just be giving looks and be like, i don't know that don't look like a wholesome beyonce look <laughs> that look like some she trying to she want to know what's under the shorts man i'm so amped for black is king like i can't me too <sighs> somebody put out some some shit that leaked i didn't i didn't take a look i didn't see nothing thank god but with the butler being white maybe and people were like oh it's an issue oh, oh, oh. it wasn't just photos though like it was actual like video i think like I've, a video clip i've seen screenshots but i haven't seen any video because i've i've posted some of the photos from that butler scene of like her and kelly having tea which is just like a flex <laughs> on its own the goddess of with, the with, brown with tina in the background <laughs> and i feel like I want to say Lupita was on the other side of Kelly in between Kelly and, and Tina, but I couldn't tell. I just saw the forehead and the haircut, but it could be somebody else. But um, 
I'm so ready. I'm ready. We be getting some weird ass fucking shit. Oh, we got some shit on Instagram. Yeah. I had commented under our profile of somebody had tear gas Tommy for Tommy Battle. And I was like, put that on a t shirt. Why do you need to get this? It's just weird. But, uh, yeah, man, it's just. I just love black women. It's not because I'm sitting across from a black woman that I love. But, like, but actually <laughs> in real life. Like, I love black women. And I don't know, like, not on no fetish no bullshit or no lying ass. Like, I just want to objectify black women. It's like, no, I fucking just love their essence, and I want to protect them. Not on some patriarchy shit. Just that sometimes niggas just need to be checked by other niggas. This is these are facts. <laughs> like. <laughs> This whole women supporting women thing is going around again. And like, it's cool. But at the same time, (laughs) it's not getting us like these type of things don't get us anywhere because it's literally just you posting a selfie with a copy and pasted caption. I swear. what 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 is the action behind it? Like, what are you actually doing? It's gotten so bad that I have no I had no idea what the fuck people were posting. What are you actually doing to support like and this is what I do all the time and I I've been out here supporting women. So these kind of things never entice me. I don't be excited to do none of this shit. I ain't participated in none of it because me posting a selfie does not support anybody else in any kind of way. Like <laughs> And it'd be the same, it's the same type of shit where women will post a selfie with a caption that has nothing to do with the selfie. That's why I didn't know why everybody was posting black and white pictures. I was like, well, I guess like, I was a, just like, it's a wave. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this shit. It's like, no, no, no. Like, I can't stand when women post like blatant thirst traps, but the caption be like, super woke what did you eat today or not even necessarily super woke but just something that has nothing to do with the photo that they used the one i hate is uh tell me something i didn't know mm. i love to post that shit though because i'd be like did you know that <laughs> mount rushmore was posted was posted on a sacred indian burial ground and they the uh, federal government never gave him the money. People always like, really? Like, yeah, I'm a nerd. So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl, and you can find me at a kid named Jeeps. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.